It is Thursday, April 2nd, and we are studying 2 Peter, and we're back into it. We have left off here in verse number 6. Now, let me give you the context again. Let me get my proper Logos goggles on. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 5, remember, said, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and now today, middle of verse 6, and self-control with steadfastness. Now, there's a word you probably haven't used lately, steadfastness. Um, it's a good English word to translate this Greek word, but... Um, it has that sense of being resolute and firm and continuing on. Uh, but I like to remind people of this Greek word, which I say often because it's such a great picture, hupomene. That's the word here that we're going to focus on in our quick Bible study today, hupomene. Hupo, compound, it's a, a, the preposition under, mene from meno, to stay, to stay put, and that picture of being you know, there underneath the weight of whatever you might be experiencing and having you be, as the word steadfastness tries to communicate, um, hanging in there, that you are resolute and firm and you're not going to change. Uh, it's often translated endure. It's translated endure. As a matter of fact, let me give you the translations in the English Standard Version. 32 times in the Greek New Testament, this shows up and it's translated steadfastness, endurance, patience, and patient. So you got patience, endurance, steadfastness. That's the idea. Now, there are other Greek words for patience, but this is that strong word of having that firm willingness to be resolute under the difficulties of whatever might come. Now, let's get a little bit of the of the, the synergy, the synergistic nature, again, of sanctification when it comes to this particular word. Let's start with where we, we, we began in verse 5, which is to make every effort to supplement or add to your faith. And then here come all these things that uh, are biblical virtues, biblical characteristics that we need to have more of in our lives. We need to be increasing in our lives, as this passage says. And we've looked at that in verse 8, these qualities, if they're yours, and increasing. So we we want to see progress in this. Now, the first thing here is that we make every effort. So we know it's going to be part of your work. You're going to struggle and work to do this. And then, of course, I want to remind you this comes from the Lord. Let me give you a passage here from the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. Uh, and I know you know this passage. It says, God, the Lord gives power to the faint, and he gives to him who has no might. He says it, he increases their strength. And then you know this famous part of it. Even though youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That picture of God, just to give you the first verse again, verse 29 of Isaiah 40, he gives that strength. He gives that endurance. He gives that ability to hang in there and to be strengthened. Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. Again, it's a picture of God granting you this. It's God's work in the sense that it says he will strengthen you. This is the prayer of the Apostle Paul to the Colossians with all power, according to his glorious might, for all, here's our word, endurance and patience. So God wants to give this to us. And I think when you put those two things together, that this is something we work and and expend effort to see happen in our Christian life. And then at the same time, we read passages about God giving this to us. That's the synergy of it, that it's our work and God working in us and God's work to us. Uh, we don't 
want to emphasize one with the absence of the other, but we realize the experience of exertion in our lives is going to be real, and we know God gives it. So let's start in one very simple way to see this increasing as a quality in our life. Let's start with this. I, I know that if it's a gift and God gives it, I want to ask for it. And I know this about prayer. It's not easy. I know one of the things about prayer is we have to exert ourselves in prayer. So I'm going to say this. The first thing I want to remind us of when it comes to seeing more steadfastness or endurance or hupomene in our Christian life is that you need to make every effort to pray for it. Let's start with that. It comes in part by asking for it. And if you feel like you don't have a lot of that stick to as I sometimes call it, that hupomene, that endurance, that patience, then what you need to do is to be expending more effort in asking for it. The Bible says sometimes we don't have because we don't ask, to quote James chapter 4, verse 2. So we need to be asking the Lord, and here's a great word for you, speaking of Greek words, from Colossians chapter 4, verse number 12, Paul talks about Epaphras who was praying for the Colossians, and it says Epaphras, who was one of you, he's from Colossae, a servant of Christ, he greets you, he's always struggling on your behalf in his prayers. Okay. Now, I know you know prayer is hard. I was just talking with someone today about my prayer life, and it, I just need to work harder at it. I need to give more effort to it. I need to struggle to do it. Well, what am I doing in prayer? I'm asking God for things. One of the things I need to ask God for is endurance, patience steadfastness, that ability to hang in there when times are tough. Well, I need to work hard to pray. And that Greek word there that translates struggling, I said, I want to talk about a Greek word. Here it comes, is the word agonizomai. Agonizomai, we transliterate into English. We get the word agony from that. And it's a word that's used in athletic competitions. Uh, and here that is said, that expending of effort and energy, you see someone sweating like running in a race, it's said about Epaphras' prayer life. And so I guess I'm gonna ask you this, when it comes to seeing this quality increasing in your life, are you making every effort to pray? Is you Are you working and expending the energy, the effort, the discipline in your life to be more faithful at prayer? How is your prayer life? Could we work harder at that? And in this time, and again, we're doing all of this in the midst of this COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak that has just got us all in a different schedule. It's the reason we're doing these evening Bible studies. And I'm going to say, can you in this time leverage this strange schedule that we have now to say, I'm going to work harder at prayer. I'm going to give myself to prayer. And a lot of things in the Christian life that we need to pray for uh, need to happen as a regular habitual practice of petitioning God earnestly because we're expending effort to do it. So got to ask for endurance. Uh, it comes from God. We're going to work at it. One of the ways we work at it is by asking God, struggling in our prayer lives to be more faithful in prayer. Here's another thing we learn about hupomene or steadfastness in the Bible. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. It says that the things that were written in former days, I've already quoted this passage in our study of Second Peter, but let me bring it to you again. Whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction so that through, here's our word, the endurance or the hupomene of scripture, we can have hope. There's the picture, the hupomene and the encouragement, parakaleo. Those two words we've looked at already in our study, but that first one is we know we get endurance, we know we get this steadfastness in part through the scripture. So we're talking about working and striving to pray, and now I'm saying what kind of effort are we expending if we're to make every effort, not spare any kind of effort to get this 
steadfastness? Well, one of the things we need to give ourselves to is greater Bible study. And I would ask you, how are you doing? Are you making every effort in your study of Scripture? I mean, even now that we're, I don't know how far into this, a couple weeks, I'm just wondering even in this, not that this is the end all, but this study that we're doing, I mean, can you commit yourself to be faithful to study this, to go into this passage every single day with me and to think through what the scripture has to say? This is a Bible study, and I hope it's just a platform and a launching off place for you to go deeper into God's word, but to say to yourself, I'm going to expend and make every effort to add to my faith steadfastness, and I know that comes through the means of prayer, it comes through the means of Bible study. And let me just practically mention that one of the ways that it does that is by giving us perspective. When we study the Bible and you read about Elijah before the prophets of Baal or David before Goliath or Job in the midst of all of his pain in his life and his wife telling him to curse God and die or Peter in the courtyard of Caiaphas as he's struggling there with uh, self-preservation, denying Christ or even Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. We read these stories, we get into the sandals of those biblical characters and it kind of puts everything in perspective. I mean, so much of the Bible is reminding us that, number one, our struggles are light compared to a lot of people. As it says in Hebrews 12, uh, you need to look at the others around you, certainly in the pages of Scripture, that make a claim to Christ and trust the Lord and recognize uh, that we haven't we haven't uh, shed blood in our striving against sin. And, and, and the idea is really we're small in comparison to a lot of the struggles in the Bible that we see and the outcome of their faith that we recognize as we read the scripture helps us build this kind of hupomene, this steadfastness in our Christian life. So God's track record is seen. The faith and outcome of those characters in the Bible gives us that hupomene, and it certainly clarifies our hope and I wish I had more time for this, but the connection between hope and hupomene, the idea of having this stick to in life now because I have a clear picture of where I'm going. We've dealt with this already in our study, but here it is again, the idea of having a clear picture of the end of our faith. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Remembering before our God and Father, your work of faith, your labor of love, and your steadfastness, there it is, hupomene, of hope. That is a very important thing to connect in your mind. The greater clarity I have about where I'm going, about the problems of this life being left behind as the redemption takes place, the final redemption and the presentation of the sons of God, as Romans 8 says, uh, we have that as our hope. And that great hope purifies our, our, our vision, our, our resolve. It, it makes us steadfast and resolute in the midst of difficulty. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse eighteen says, "We look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. The things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal." That clarification of things spiritual that all comes through Bible study. So, hupomene comes from prayer. That by means of prayer, it comes from reading and studying the Bible as it clarifies our hope and gives us perspective. And lastly, let me tell you this: Romans chapter five, verse three says that when it comes to our Hupomene, it comes through suffering. And this is not a, uh, a great thing, I realize, but let me read it for you because we don't like suffering. We'd rather have painless, painless lives and, 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 and carefree days. But the reality is the Bible says if you want this quality and it's increasing in your life, it's going to come through hard times. Romans chapter 5, verse 3, we need to know that we should rejoice in our sufferings, the Bible says, because suffering produces hupomene. It produces 
endurance, steadfastness. So the idea of our suffering, the difficulties of our lives, the trials of our lives being leveraged in our thinking for this character trait is very important. We should look at these kinds of problems, even this COVID-19 sequestering and the quarantine of so many of our uh, daily routines that are separated from what we're used to doing. And we no longer have the schedules that that we enjoy and the fellowship that we enjoy. Leverage the difficulties of that, the, 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 the testing of your patience in the midst of all that and say, I'm going to see God take this in my life and move me to a new level of strength and, and stick-to-itiveness. Uh, one way I should say that we see suffering leveraged for good is when we together encourage one another in the midst of that trial. And, and I don't want you to miss that a lot of this encouragement to see suffering as a means of spiritual growth, particularly to become steadfast and, and enduring in our Christian faith, comes from the letters where the apostles and the writers of Scripture are giving us this encouragement. In other words, when you go to the gym, you got a trainer there that is standing over you as you're trying to work out, and he's not saying, oh, that that really looks hard, or oh, that really should be tough, or I don't think you can do that. I mean, you, you have a trainer there to tell you you can do it, and you can get through this and keep going. And so the Christians in your life help us as they cheer us on, as they continue to spur us on, as we looked at earlier, the idea of us moving toward a kind of strength because the body of Christ is coming around me and they're cheering me on in the midst of my difficulty. As 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 6 says, Paul says, I was afflicted and I had all these things happen to me so that I could be comforted and in the midst of that have the experience of bringing to you the encouragement that I got so that you can endure. There's our word, that you can have that steadfastness in the sufferings that you're incurring. It's like the sufferings that I have incurred. And so Paul says, I know what it's like. I got through it. Titus came and helped me. Silas, Barnabas, all the people in his life. And now I'm giving you that kind of of, of encouragement. I'm cheering you on so that you can have that kind of steadfastness in the midst of your trials. So The pain and the struggles in life, they help get us to a place of strength because we're wrapped and and encouraged and supported and exhorted by those around us. Now, you look at the three things here we've talked about. Do you want to see this quality of steadfastness increase? Up the effort in your prayer life, up the effort in your Bible study, and up the effort in not withdrawing when it's hard, but connecting more with Christians when it's hard. And you've got some basic things, as I like to say, that were recommended in your grandpa's church, right? More Bible, more prayer, more fellowship. And we need that more than ever before when we know that we are lacking in the kind of stick that this passage says we need to have more of. So make every effort to supplement your faith with steadfastness or endurance, stick to and you will see as we're going to unfold these promises later in verse number eight, what a great advantage that will be in every way to your Christian life. So we're continuing on in Second Peter chapter one. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get these every day or get the podcast uh, and subscribe to that wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back at this tomorrow.